Yo, yo, what's good? What's good? It's your boy K Camp. Starting his first podcast, man. But as you can see the title, man, the importance of mental health for athletes. Yes, this is this is a topic that is not truly spoken of, and we're going to be diving into controversial topics. Of course, for those of you who are a big football fan in the state of Texas, you know how big football is. So we're going to get into a little bit of that. And I actually want to talk about, you know, the things that goes on off of the field. You know, whether really with any sport, man, track and field, basketball, um, baseball, and dealing with things that happen outside of sports that affect athletes, man. But let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and hop into it, man. Basically... With your mental health, man, a lot of athletes struggle with depression. We struggle with, um, you know, anxiety. You know, injuries play a big role in our mental health because we, we begin to doubt ourselves. And when you're around people who are, you know, basically hating on you, when you're around people that's hating on you, you know, they're like, hey, you're not going to be this, or they don't believe in you, it'll play a role and your downfall but what you have to do is overcome that adversity and there's many forms of adversity man i mean and we're going to be touching this a lot but again this is my first podcast and just i'm just going to be talking about certain topics through my personal experience dealing with this issue so the first subject i'm going to get into is uh focus on focus on winning okay um when you focus on winning what you eat, what you meditate on, and the people that you surround yourself with plays a big role in how your career will play out. Because if you're constantly around people who, you know, who's used to losing, who's used to being in dysfunction, who's used to being, basically they're not trying to aim for the highest level, man. You have a lot of people who just do or play sports or just do a craft just to do it, man. And you don't want to be around people like that. You want to be around people who want to get you to the next level without any hidden hands um, in your journey. And that's one thing that athletes don't truly talk about is the hidden hands, you know, and what goes on in the mental game. A lot of athletes might be dealing with, you know, very, very dysfunctional parents at home. And see, when you have a kid who has you know, an extreme amount of talent, but he isn't able to thrive. He isn't able to flourish because he has to worry about going home and, you know, his parents doing whatever to him, whether it's physically or verbally. And, you know, those things play a big role as well. Another thing that athletes have to take into account and people, especially in Texas, when it comes to football, any type of sport is, you know, um, politics are always going to be in the sport, but it shouldn't get to the point to where, you know, you're playing favorites or, you know, you're, you're basically your pride, your pride is so, is so flamboyant to the point to where your, your team doesn't feel like a team. And on top of that, when your coaching staff doesn't have true leadership abilities, it can actually weigh on the team, especially you know, there's too many talented teams in the state of Texas that aren't even ranked in max preps. That's how much depth or talent uh, a city or area can have. But you have, you know, a certain group of people, you know, 
playing the hidden hand role in politics, they can actually ruin an athlete's career. And I've seen that a lot. And this is this is things that a lot of people do not want to talk about. And it's a very big problem that I see behind closed doors, because if you truly want to win a state championship, if you truly want to win uh, any type of championship, once you get past the high school level, coming from a Division One athlete, you can't cheat your way through life. They can't come save you. You know, you earn what you keep. When you're racing, when you're racing against the pro athletes, when you're playing against the DK Metcalfs, you can't cheat your way through life. You see what I'm saying? So when you're dealing with athletes trying to get to the next level and they feel like their coaches aren't connecting with them, then eventually they're going to feel like they are not welcome, they don't belong in that program, and they're either going to transfer or quit. It's either one or the other. And that's another thing that true winners have to understand. You have a lot of Division One athletes who've made it to the next level, but they had to go a different route. See what I mean? So some, so some athletes, you might have might have been a dual sport athlete, basketball, football, or football and track, baseball and track, whatever. Whatever they did, they had the potential to do both. But you know, I've I hear stories about how some athletes they deal with coaches who only want them to do one, and then when they when they get them to do one sport, they limit they limit them to that sport, and it was to the point to where a lot of these athletes that you see complain, complaining about being overlooked, that happens a lot because of those situations. And, you know, you have programs like North Shore who don't have a booster club, but, you know, sometimes when parents or whoever puts a lot of money into the program, they feel as if, you know, their child should actually be in that spotlight even though they truly don't deserve it and that actually goes on a lot and truth be told it's too much talent in the state of texas to be doing that but again you know that's my personal opinion and on top of that you know it might change in the future but that's just what goes on now so the second aspect i want to get into is depression and allowing and how the mental game of um, allowing people to basically hinder your success and basically tell you what you're going to do what you can't do what you and you know it is it's many it's many things that can go into it so basically depression happens when you know you don't certain athletes you feel like it's no purpose of doing this anymore it's no purpose of competing it's no like your drive just goes away and you know that that is a very very bad state to be in because we as we as athletes, we work so hard to get to this point. Like no matter what level, no matter what you've accomplished, like whatever you accomplish, you take that and cherish it, because the amount of blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of athletes don't give themselves enough credit. We don't give ourselves a lot of credit sometimes, and it's 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 frust- Sometimes it can be frustrating, and it plays a big toll on people, man. Just one thing, the the greatest athletes will tell you olympians nfl pro athletes whoever the real genuine ones will tell you man the biggest the biggest obstacle to get over is the mental obstacle the physical plays a part but when you're dealing with depression you're dealing with anxiety man it literally takes a toll on your performance it takes a it takes a toll 
on your performance in in school, man. And that is something that, you know, a lot of people just brush over their shoulders like he's an athlete, he's a baby, you know, he he's getting his college education paid for. But many people also forget that during your stage of depression, you still have to realize in that stage only like 1% of high school athletes actually make it to the division one level and even smaller percent make it to the pro level. So it's like you're kind of in the middle of, dang, do I want to give all this up just to have a chance of getting a scholarship or do I let these people bring me down with them? You see what I mean? And it's many, it's many other things that play into depression. That's just touching the surface level. But one thing I also want to touch on with, you know, mental health, man. Um, always, always go back to the times to when you first got motivated to do a certain sport. And it, it isn't just sports. What people don't, don't understand about athletes is bigger than being an athlete. Football and a lot of things that sports have is basically lessons of life. So you take that foundation and you take that and you have to critique it to your niche. You see what I mean? So basically, prime example, adversity or you know, becoming a champion. We know for a fact, especially in the state of Texas, how hard it is to win a state championship. See what I'm saying? So when you're going against dudes that's, that's built like a, you know, D1 prospect linebacker, he's 6'4", 245 pounds, you know, and can lay the wood. Now you being about 5'8", 170, maybe. You have guys balling at the D1 level that's 5'5", 140 pounds. So just talk about, you know, size matters. Size really don't matter, you know. And I've, in my opinion, man, football and sports in general, if it really wants to get back to that old school, back to that, you know, it's about heart, it's about grit, that people always talk about, it's about grit. True grit is really, is, is really when you earn it. I don't, I don't condone when you have a very talented athlete but you don't give him or her a chance to showcase himself. And then I've hear, I hear a thousand stories about this, how you have a lot of athletes who wasn't even given a chance, bro. Many athletes don't even give a chance, get a chance to tell the story. So that's why, again, mental health is it, 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 a big thing, man. It's a real big thing. And on top of going through all of this, you still have to somehow stay professional. Now, on a positive tip, that doesn't happen to everybody, but for those athletes who's that happened to, man, it, it's real tough. And then to bounce back from injury after injury, and then it's still, let's say you make it, make it to the next level, and then you earn a scholarship, but your, your confidence is so low to the point to where, like, you don't believe you should be there. This stuff happens all the time. I remember it was a time during my sophomore year, I was a four-year letterman in high school on varsity, and uh, for track, and I also played football as well for like two and a half years. So I'm at the regional meet, and this is the meet to go to state. And like that year, I didn't truly believe that. I knew I was fast, but I didn't truly believe I was, you know, I should. I didn't believe I should be there, basically. And part of that was, like I said, I was going through a dark, very, very dark time, very dark time. And... 
It played until my, my grades dropped. Everything dropped, man. And I just remember sitting there like, what have I gotten into? And I remember wanting to move back to where I was. My circumstances really... It, it it was just it was off the chain. So all of this all of this is running through my head, and what began to happen was, of course, I didn't make it to the state meet because I ran a I ran a terrible race. But that thought that same summer I PR'd and ran like a 10-7 my sophomore year, but I got hurt, and I didn't really understand how like the mental can actually break down your body. Cause you're so focused on negativity, and I and I I remember feeling secluded. I remember just feeling like I don't know that I, that I don't belong there. Cause when you come from a culture that's breaking district records, that's winning in every phase of the game, football, track, and basketball, and you're used to people being in camaraderie, and the whole when the whole team is on the same vibration, that is a very very powerful team. And I never understood for the life of me why you have you have certain athletes on the same team who are willing to bring down that one guy. All because they're in it for selfish gains. But how does that relate to, relate to mental health? It plays a very big part. So even that next year, my junior year in high school, I actually I opened up number two in the state of Texas and like number six in the nation in the 200. See what I'm saying? I think in the four by one we were like number five opening up, and I was like number, I was around like number ten opening up in the state. But I felt I had a peak somewhere in the season, and I dropped a district. I ran a I ran a PR of like ten forty four, like ten two or something like that, something crazy. But that day when I went triple gold, man, I was in a whole nother zone. So it it felt as if my mental it was it was becoming more healthier, if that makes sense. And I wasn't, I had trouble blocking out the noise, if that makes sense. And on top of that, you know, moving different environments, moving to different, you know, schools, moving to different cities, it, that also plays a role because you're so accustomed to one type of lifestyle. And that's another thing that goes through athletes and athletes' mind. Like if we had one guy... I remember one guy my freshman year, his name was Nick Harvey. He went to um, Texas A&M, and then he went to Lancaster, but my bad, South Carolina. He came from Lancaster. But basically, I would see this guy walk around school, and he just he would not smile. He would not smile. And I was talking to a teammate. Basically, for one, he didn't belong there. Two, he felt like he didn't, he wasn't getting the same type of family feel that he got back at Lancaster so I felt the same way and you know especially being a freshman on varsity placing third at district being a regional qualifier and all that you receive a lot of hate so my mental health went from went from you know yeah let's go let's go win let's go get this let's go get that then to just like man forget it see what I mean and then my senior year my bad. Let me let me finish. That same year, my junior year running track, right? I'm gonna fast forward. Um, we actually we were number 16 in the nation for the four by two. Like we were. That was the first time in school history that we were ever ranked. Period. Like we weren't even in the discussion for any track meets, and um, we were ranked in 
the 4x4 as well, you know, break the school records. And, you know, it was a week between district and area, and it rained that whole week. I didn't I didn't practice for four days, and we only did relay handoffs. And next thing you know, I get to the area meet and got smoked. See what I'm saying? And that's how quick I went from being, like, the top guy to, like, got eliminated that quick. And mentally, man, forget the hate I was receiving from the school. People around the nation, like, it was crazy. And I realized real quick how hard it is to stay on top. And then your diet also plays in, plays in a role. So, and then on top of that, when you're dealing with relationships, you're dealing with parents, you know, the divorced parents are like, you know, you might have a partner. Like, a lot of this stuff plays a big role. And I'm not talking about no fake high school musical stuff. I'm talking about real-life situations. You see what I'm saying? And people, for example, people look at Spencer James from All-American, and people think that's like, just a fantasy no that stuff that stuff is real like what he went through the whole Beverly Hill Crenshaw that that is real you know and so a kid growing up in the inner city of Houston see what I'm saying and I didn't have the mentality of well I'm in the hood so I should be like this I was like nah forget that like I know I'm a king and I know I'm I should win and I wasn't worrying about the extra noise. I wasn't worrying about the politics. I wasn't dealing with a lot of mental weight. But God ultimately, He will bring you through the fire, but you gotta keep working. And so after my high school career, even you know, being scouted for football, um, still battling injuries, but I began to improve. Like I had to, I had to lose twenty pounds. Then I had to get stronger. And slowly but surely I started to improve each and every year. You know, and when your scholarship on when your scholarship is on the line, it actually hits different. So these are things a lot of people don't take into consideration. But the the tables actually flip. So despite of what I went through, I was very, very accomplished. Athlete of the week nominee, um, top ten in AAU, uh, like a four time national semifinalist, one time finalist. I was based and look, when you have coaches from the Power five, like Texas Tech, Miami, Michigan, Iowa, Oklahoma, Alabama, TCU, Northwestern State. Like, when you have big schools, even, I think, Oregon, I got in contact with the coach from Oregon. But just even getting in that arena, I found a way out, and I found a way to basically get out of that dark hole I was in. It was to the point to where, and I know a lot of athletes can say this, the coaches are so, they're so hard body to the point to where I literally seen teammates who were, who were legit D1 potential and they quit, man. And like they, it, it's to the point to where the coaches will actually deliberately show you like, nah, I don't, I don't care about you. This is what I want. Because at the end of the day, in their mind, they have a family to feed or some is some type of hidden hand. So when I became a D1 athlete and I'm not I'm not gonna put my teammates, my family, whoever, I'm gonna try my best not to have them in that environment, period. And again, 
when the tables turn, it go from, okay, everybody's hating on you to everybody's looking up to you now. And I'm not talking about the people who just bandwagon. I'm talking about those who's kind of, who were watching you basically, basically your whole career. And so when you, have to, when you have to sit down with them and tell them from a personal testimony where, where, you, where you've been and where you're going, it'll actually, you'll actually help them avoid all of that nonsense. See what I'm saying? All of this ties into overcoming adversity because you go from, you go from having that war is me spirit to that, hey, you know what? I still made it here. Let me make the best out of my opportunity. And then let me turn around and go be an example. Because what most athletes do, they just they just go with the flow and just hit rock bottom. But you never want to have that mentality. I don't I don't care if you even I don't care if you're working at McDonald's. You know, a lot of people that have that mentality lose their life. You don't you do you do not want to be around losers. Go be around winners. I don't care if it's the coach. Uh, your friends, teachers, be around winners. See, you see what I'm saying? Like again, I've been around the Carmelita Jetters. When you when you when you see when you're competing against pro athletes that went to the next level, the Elijah Hall Thompsons, the Cameron Burrells, the Maurice Mitchells. When you see Carl Lewis walking around in the stadium, the Christian Colemans, you see all these people in real life, the Sydney McLaughlins. It literally takes you away from all that. And a lot of athletes that have been to the top, the, the, to the Olympics, to the NFL, to the MLB, a lot of these athletes will tell you, like, they've been through the same exact thing. I have a friend out there in Long Beach went through the, went through the same exact thing. And you would think that people would have learned by now, would have learned by now, you know, you know quit, quit the, the politics, quit. It's certain, it's certain things in life you can't control. But I strictly mean when people deliberately, you know, I'm talking about coaches and, you know, staff, when they deliberately try to destroy your career, that is something that blows my mind. And it's, and it's hard to deal with when you're dealing with big time programs like Allen, you know, the North Shores, the Katie's, the Duncanvilles, the, the, the DeSotos, the Cedar Hills, and so many other teams I can name, the Manvilles, the Fort Bend Marshalls, and that's just... A couple schools I named, you know, but it's harder to deal with and it's harder to see when you're dealing with a program who's in the national spotlight, you know, and one thing that I feel like is overlooked, you have a lot of inner city kids who are genuinely trying to make a way out. They are doing the same, they're, they're just basically doing their fair share, they're putting in the same exact hours, the same work. And when, they, and when they get cheated out of a scholarship, when they get cheated out of an opportunity to go to the next level, not just for sports, but to make a better future for the future generation, that, that can change. You're changing a whole life. And people will not understand that until it happens to them. But I promise you, and I've seen this too, once it happens to them, their whole countenance changed. They go from being very prideful and boastful to humble, extremely humble. And one thing I had to realize is even though I went through what I went through, you can still look back. I can still go back. I can still look back and say, okay, you can still Google me, though. Okay, I did this. I still did this. A lot of things that I have done, the same ones who cheated their way didn't do none of that. 
they were just there because of the high school glamour. And that shouldn't be happening, you know. But again, all of this plays into a mental health. Even to the point to where you have kids that don't even want to go home. When they got to come from from two, a two, three hour practice, don't want to go home. Because they're dealing with an abusive parent in the household. You see, and on top of that, you're dealing with other outside influences who want to bring you down because you're not a part of them. See, that's very hard to deal with. You see, and on top of that, you're adding depression, anxiety, anger, and frustration. That all plays into your performance. And then when you feel secluded, and you know, and you're dealing with things that things that you can't control, that will take a toll on the athlete. But my word of advice, and I promise you, if you find a way to win, see what I'm saying? And if you genuinely <clears throat> be around people who's humble, be around people who's actually been to that level, who's not trying to do you harm, who's not allowing their favoritism to play a role, who's actually, who's like, <laughs> like a rapper said one time, being a family man, that, that's real. That actually will help your program or that athlete become great men and athletes, man. And that's one thing that I see that needs to change. And people talk about grit grit all the time. And people talk about, you know, having heart. But do you truly have heart? Do you truly have heart when you're sitting there when you're sitting there going like, hmm, this guy hasn't played defense a day in his life. But he's 6'2", 195. I think I'll start him over a 5'7", 150 corner who is very, very talented and has, hasn't got caught on. He has, makes very good tackles in open fields. I mean, textbook stuff that I actually win you championships. See, this is stuff that, you know, a lot of coaches, a lot of people will actually argue with you over, man. But... Again, coming from a Division One athlete who's competed at that level, that is very real. You see what I mean? So, again, mental health, man. Mental health is a very, very big thing. So, for those of you out there who's, who's going through that, like, for, for me, from K-Camp personally, you know, if you keep pushing, I promise you'll get through it. And also, too, man, network, network, network. Sometimes you have coaches who will not help you get to the next level. I'm just being brutally honest. So sometimes you have to open up doors for yourself. But you have to stick to the plan. A lot of athletes do that, but they don't stick to it. They don't grind it out. But the glory comes in is when you're able to bounce back from all the adversity you've been through. And on top of that, you exceed expectations. Even if you didn't do what you wanted to do at the next level, you still exceeded expectations. And the fact that, the fact that you're there says enough already. Again, I was a kid, I was an honor society student, honor roll student, four-year varsity letterman, um, all state and track and field. I was getting scouted, big-time schools, very, a very accomplished man, ranked nationally. A lot of people don't even know <laughs> I played the violin. Like, I did so many things. But, again, when you don't, don't focus on who's popular. Don't focus on, you know, who's popping right now. Because I, I promise you, 99% of those people don't make it in life. It may seem that way because they're on Instagram and on Twitter, you know, showing half-naked pictures and flashing money, 
Half the time, that's probably their rent money. And most of them probably live with their mom. And another thing that isn't fair that I saw is when you have an humble kid that works for his spot on the team, but you have another kid who had it easy his whole life, and he comes in, didn't even work for a dime of it, and he gets all the praise. I'm telling y'all right now, don't worry about people like that because athletes like that and people like that in general will not win in the end no matter what, I promise you. But when you think like a champion, when you know you're a champion, and when you act, look, it's, it's going to, one day it's going to pop off. You're going to pop off one day. But again, you have to separate yourself from people who's bringing you down, who's being losers. I don't, I don't care if it's your cousins, family, or the coaches. And I don't I don't mean taking constructive criticism. I don't mean um, being corrected. That's totally different. But when you have a coaches who will go out their way and deliberately behind closed doors, just matter of fact, you know what? For example, let's say you're a special teams player or you're a starting wide receiver. And let's say you're again a dual sport athlete. Well, because you went to you went to baseball camp or track you ran track and field over the summer and you missed like a week, right? I know, And I know what y'all are saying. Oh, well, he should have been at football camp to get playing time. But again, if that's the case, why don't you just rotate the players if they're, if they're that good? But instead, you take them off the starting roster and you take them off of everything. He was actually a, a Division One prospect the year before doing the exact same thing he just did this year. But the truth is, again, it's the booster club and the people who like to, again, cheat so that athlete begins to go okay you don't have my best interest so you know what i'm not going to invest in your program i've seen that too that's why a lot of athletes they just they fall off the map man because it's, it's too many it's too many things going on if you are a true coach and athletes can attest to this let's say even a, even an athlete missed fall camp but if he was doing something constructive like like uh, again track and field in the summertime you know, the AAU USA during Olympic thing is a very, very, very big thing. Um, or a guy that plays basketball after football season, but you want him to be in straight football. Okay, well, if you're going to do that, why not actually help him get better? But instead, you have a lot of coaches and people who just want you there just for their amusement and entertainment. So, again, I can I can go all day about this, man. But the point about this podcast, man, think like a champion, bro. And no matter where you go, no matter what you do, think like a champion. Overcome adversity. Okay, and once you get there, you know, it's easy to go like, man, yeah, man, I'm going to just be an a-hole to him. You'll be surprised, man. People will be extremely humble when, you know, you, you stick it out. And you put God first. You stick it out and you just keep running with it. And you you stay humble and you stay doing what you're doing, man. I promise you it'll pay off. But once you get to that next level, the Division One level, all that's out the window. It's all on you. And one thing I will say about competing at the Division One level, depending on certain schools, certain schools are cutthroat. But overall, like as far as the training and as far as competing, a lot of things just look, it's on you. It's no, like, you know, favoritism. It's no politics. Now, it could be different from certain schools, but from personal experience, it's, it's, it's what you get, man. It's what you earn. 
And one thing about college coaches, man, they're not going to give you what you didn't earn. And they actually will train you to get to the NFL or the Olympics, but you have to do it. A lot of stuff is on your own, man. You know, with the diet and, you know, with time management, a lot of these things. But it's real simple. It's very simple. It's real simple. A lot of things in college are real simple, man. But once you get to that top, get to the top, always stay humble, man. Stay in that winning mindset. Don't allow negativity, people who don't even, people who haven't even made it that far. Don't let them tell you anything, man. But yeah, man, this is your boy, K. Kemp, doing his first podcast about mental health for athletes. This goes for anybody, you know, anybody who's dealing with this, man. But mental health for athletes, you know, always go big or go home, man. Win or lose, just focus on getting better each and every day through the little things. The little things matter the most. Um, Clear your mind. Go back to the time to where... Whatever formula works for you to get you to that level, you take that, but you you upgrade it times two. So I got a thing called K-Camp 2.0. It's when you take whatever you had that was working for you, but you upgrade it times two, man. You double it. But with that, that's the mindset of a champion, man. And with that being said, though, I'm out.